What's going on, everybody? Remember us? It's Eric and Shay from the Ringside Rundown podcast. It's been so long since we've gotten to speak to you guys that uh, now we're back. And on the line with me is my tag team partner, the best tag team partner in all of wrestling podcasting. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? Oh, what is going on? It is. Uh, it has been a while, isn't it? It's been... Oh, I think about three and a half months, which yeah, kind of feel I'm, bad I'm, a little bit because I know that initially we uh, told the viewers when it was the hundredth episode, yeah, this break's only going to be you know like a couple weeks, and then <laughs> yeah, life had other plans and yeah, mental health just, had other plans, but it, the craziest thing is like everything happened with you and I like separately in our personal life yeah. but it happened at the same time like we always talk about how in sync we are and even <laughs> yeah when when bad things happen in our personal lives they happen at the same time so it, it's just it, that's always something that's stuck in my head throughout this whole entire break because we throughout this whole entire break you and i were in constant contact with each other it, it, it yeah. just it wasn't like we just fell apart or anything we were in constant contact with each other we just uh mentally couldn't do uh the best podcast that we wanted to do so we needed to take that break yeah it was just a whole lot of personal stuff family stuff um which then in turn turned into mental health stuff and we kind of talked about it a little bit on our little like update tweet from a little bit ago that it's not really a linear thing, mental health and, you know, um, dealing with it. So I feel mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, there could have been like a small window sooner that we could have done something, but then it just kind of like took another kind nose like, dive. Yeah. It kind of like snowballed into more. Yeah. You know? And we, we talked about it, unfortunately, plenty of times, um, in between all of this, where it was like, just when you think it was finally done, something else had to happen. And it's just like, are we done yet? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, we're both very strong people. We can put up with a lot, but it's just like, God damn guys. Like, I, like I, I'm done. Like I, I'd the, like to stop. But The last, the last little bit of 2023 really kicked <sighs> our ass. It really did. And it, I feel like it kind of was just, um, it was just a mess. Like I said, we <laughs> we had like family emergencies, we had yeah. relationship issues, we had oh, we had more family health issues, and it was just <sighs> it was, it's, it's exhausting. It is, it is exhausting. But uh we figured now would be the best time to come back and for anybody that is new that is checking out this podcast for the first time thank you very much uh first of all uh and basically this is a pro wrestling podcast and the way it works is basically uh our loyal listeners that we developed over the past 99 other episodes uh they send us in questions about things they want to talk about pertaining to uh, professional wrestling like in wwe or AEW, and uh we give our answers and our opinions about what's going on but uh we had something planned to do for the hundredth episode uh that is completely different from what we usually do completely different from the other 99 episodes and we wanted to make this episode a uh a sort of like a get to know us 
uh, episode where you ask us questions completely unrelated to professional wrestling and kind of get to know us and what we like and what we don't like outside of uh, professional wrestling. And honestly, I, I, when, when we first floated this idea, you and I, I'm in my head, I was like, well, it'll be an easy episode. We probably won't get the normal amount of questions that um, we usually get. And then that turned out to be a, a big stinking lie. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot, actually. Um, I mean, we expected our our loyal listeners to come through and boy did they it was just um funny that all of this shit had to happen literally right before our um 100th episode you know the biggest episode we've had and then fate's just like yeah yeah you don't need to do that right now like whatever <laughs> um but yeah you we got so many questions that um we we made the executive decision that um we're gonna split this up into two two parts so i guess it's not yeah. technically 101 it's 100 part one and part two because we kind of agreed that if we tried to answer all of these questions in one sitting um i would die because i have to no. go to work tomorrow morning but also i think a lot of these answers aren't going to really get like one sentence one word kind of answers they're going to yeah. be like long drawn out i mean obviously personal questions so we, we wanted to split it up a little bit so we didn't feel like we were rushed. We didn't feel like sitting for a long period of time makes us antsy. So we mm -hmm. didn't want to like drive ourselves nuts. So mm -hmm. and, and, not, and not only that, but this is uh, the perfect time because uh, when we get back to it in, on the next episode, we're basically almost right there time for Royal Rumble, which subsequently leads to the road to WrestleMania, which obviously is the biggest uh thing to happen during the calendar year in the wrestling world so it kind of sets us up very nicely to get that started get our mojo back in and, and get people excited because no one knows right now that we are dropping this episode uh when yeah. it comes out you know so if you're listening to this you know our loyal listeners don't even know that this is happening so um it, it's kind of really cool that we did it this way yeah, we were a little sneaky about it, not gonna lie. Um, but we, because we were talking about it a little earlier, I did feel slightly bad because I know that there were probably more uh, questions that the listeners wanted to ask. But we decided that probably about every like four months or so, or like every quarter, we'd probably do something like this again, just, you know, break it up a little bit. And, you know, if, I mean, obviously there's going to be more things that people want to know and more things we probably want to talk about outside of wrestling. So probably expect around, I don't know, probably May to uh, do this again. But yeah, we yeah. wanted to be a little sneaky about it this time. And like you said, it could not be a better time because we're heading towards the Royal Rumble, which is, we've talked about my favorite pay-per-view out of all of them which then in turn is the road to WrestleMania, which is a little important for me this year since I get to go. So I actually have to yeah. pay attention to what's going on. So uh, <laughs> I have more of a vested interest this year than uh, most years, but it was, it was good timing for, for once on our part. For sure. For sure. So uh, why don't we uh, start getting into it? Because I, I'm sure even this first part episode, uh, we have a lot of questions that people want to know. And like you said earlier, uh, they're going to get some long winded answers from us. So. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't they expect anything less though? They've they've listened enough. They know they know how we uh how we like <laughs> to answer questions for the most part. Um, so when I was looking through these questions, I was trying to see how we could uh 
split these up. And it was just funny enough that uh, Mike, one of our loyal listeners, uh, he's going to be feeling very special for this part one because these are literally all of his answers, like <laughs> questions, because he asked, I think, 18 out of the, if I remember adding correctly, 32. So boy, Mike. Good job, Mike. You get your own episode. <laughs> like, so this is what it's like, a special treatment. Um, but no, we thank Mike for his, for his questions and obviously for the support, not even just him, for everybody in general for checking up on us through, uh, through yeah. this whole process because it's a... Uh, it's definitely nice to know that outside of the podcast, we do have our listeners that do care outside of uh, this realm of whatever you want to call this, that genuinely care about how we're doing. And so, yeah, we appreciate all the check-in messages, all the support, and uh, hopefully we can, hopefully this uh, is worth the wait. Hopefully we can deliver a very uh, good episode 100, part one and two. I'm excited. I am too. So let us get right into it. And uh, Mike's first question is, how many podcasts have we been a part of besides uh, this one, obviously? Mm. Wow. Um, I know. We're, start, we're starting <laughs> off with the heavy stuff right away. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, in terms of podcasting, uh, I started in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um and I started when I started doing like wrestling media and stuff like that. I, I jumped in to the podcasting right away. I'm talking bare bones, uh, recording with some some Apple he- wired headphones plugged in and GarageBand. So yeah, GarageBand, like, oh boy, yeah. So it was like I, I upgraded. But in terms of podcast, I think this is a. Uh, going on 11 years that i've been doing this so this is podcast number three damn i want to say wow yeah that's that's impressive because i unfortunately do not have the same answer i i think oh boy i feel like the i never really had my own podcast until this one Mm -hmm. i feel like i've been a part of like friends podcast but never really like having my own so believe it or not this is actually the very first one i've ever fully been a part of where it's like this was part part mine so uh yeah i don't have as much experience as you do unfortunately but uh yeah it's worked so far yeah i mean it, for this being your your first podcast venture like it was it was not awkward you know you you fit in and like the chemistry you and i have is you know it's incomparable to anything else like we just have a groove where you know this is just fun to do um and uh, you're the longest uh i've ever had a co-host i think more surprising uh, not the amount of podcasts that i've done but the amount of co-hosts i've had wow. uh, uh, yeah i i've had you know my first co-host was my friend uh brendan who mm-hmm. uh now lives in florida i've uh co-hosted a podcast with emil j who is the ring announcer for gcw uh, yeah, J- J- Jason Namico, who works for H2O uh, Wrestling here in Jersey. Um, just and and not only that, but the amount of people I've gotten to to interview. I never thought I'd be able to interview. I mean, you know, Swerve Strickland months when he was starting in wrestling oh, and re- wrestling in yeah wrestling in, in CZW. Uh, Brian Cage, you know, Damn. during the height of popularity of PWG you know, stuff like that. Uh, Matt Tremont having, having my work recognized by Eddie Kingston and Ooh. Kyle O'Reilly. Like this Damn. is, 
this but by far doing this podcast and having this podcast specifically i am the most proud of because i feel like this podcast in particular is different from everybody else's yeah it's, it's like we're doing our own thing and i always equate it to sort of like we're trying to build something like like a howard stern like yeah. back in the day you know <laughs> where we have like like yeah. our own rat pack of of family members that are that are always there you know providing the content and we're just like the vessel yeah we're all. just the messengers i guess yeah yeah exactly so uh you know this this podcast in particular is, is the one i'm most proud of yeah i i mean i would agree because it's the only one i've had <laughs> but um no and i think it's it's always crazy to me to think that we hit it off as well as we did, considering the first time we ever met was literally episode one. I know Richard for DWM, it's Distortion Media now, like he put us in a room, a virtual room essentially, and was like, all right guys, have fun. <laughs> and that was it. Like it could have yeah. easily went off the rails in like the worst way possible. It could have been awkward. It could have been like, <laughs> we didn't know what to talk about. Like we yeah. just didn't it click and somehow, some way the wrestling podcast gods thought that uh yeah these two deserve a shot and <laughs> here we are now it's crazy yeah it's it's funny because with every other project that i've done in wrestling eventually i get burned out yeah. um and but like i i had this uh burst of like i want to get back into it and yeah. i definitely don't want to do it alone so i just popped a tweet on twitter and was like uh looking for a co-host anybody that wants to you know seriously be a part of a project and like you said i i believe it was richard that, that hit me up and yeah. he was like yeah we got somebody on our staff that that might want to uh join in and then when they told me it was you i was like it's perfect because i always wanted to do a, a pod a wrestling podcast uh with with a woman because i felt like women don't get a proper voice in wrestling media yeah you know yeah. So it was like I always wanted to have that inclusion and have that perspective uh, of a of a female wrestling fan and and get their thoughts on what's going on because it's so easy to like fall into that like frat boy mentality when it comes yeah. to wrestling and do everything for the memes and the jokes and stuff like that. Um, but I, I wanted to be taken seriously, you know. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. I feel like. I think if I remember correctly, the reason why I wanted to get into it was because I had so many feelings about like, I feel like it would have had to have been Shayna Baszler at the time, which is very shocking to our listeners, I know, <laughs> but, and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, okay, I want to talk about her and I want to talk about like, how I think it's bullshit she's not getting like the like time she deserves, because I think this was like right before the whole Alexa Bliss, like, Lily the doll thing, so I'm like... Mm -hmm. I can't keep yeah. writing about the same thing. Like I can't keep writing about how like I think it's bullshit. She's not getting the time she deserves. And the only other alternative I thought of was just like, okay, well maybe I can like scream about it into a microphone and maybe someone will understand it. And <laughs> then and then the rest is history because <laughs> here we are. Yeah, definitely. Um that was yeah, I remember cuz like when we were on hiatus, um I scrolled through the feed and I went back to like when our first episode was and i didn't listen to it but i just looked at like the description and mm -hmm. the title and we were talking about like alexa bliss and that doll and then shayna yeah. baser and it was just so crazy how far we've <sighs> come 
uh, with the podcast. And it's funny because we said we weren't going to talk about wrestling, but I mean, obviously, this is what we do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it, it happens. It was part of the question. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll also get another wrestling kind of question out of the way because Mike would like to know, besides WWE and AEW, how much other wrestling do we watch in a week? Um, surprising. I mean, honestly, maybe it's not surprising. I actually don't watch a whole lot outside of like WWE and AEW. Um, not because I don't have the interest. I don't have the time. It's just Mm -hmm. my schedule is so insane. And the way the AEW WWE schedule is as it like, as it is now, what other time would I have to do it? Exactly. That's what I was telling my dad. Uh, when he was down here for the holidays, I said, if you think about it, Raw's on Monday, NXT's on Tuesday, AEW's on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, if you, I don't have access to TNA, so technically Thursday is my, my break where I don't yeah. have to consume any wrestling. Then you got Friday where you have SmackDown and Rampage. Then you have Saturday where there's either a PLE or uh aew collision or an aew pay-per-view and then sunday there might be a chance there might be an aew pay-per-view you know so it's like uh you know it's a lot yeah it's different because you you work you have a career you have responsibility i don't really have any of that i'm mainly in my apartment but it's just like for my brain yeah like I need a break yeah i need a break from the wrestling just to consume something else not only that but i mean look at social media everything is bite-sized for easy quick consumption like if a video is over a minute long in my head i'm like do i really want to sit through this <laughs> yeah like you know, yeah. this better be good you know for me to sit through a video and that that's uh longer than a minute which is bad obviously but it's just that's how social media and and you know content as they say that's how it's rewired our brains yeah yeah literally it's just um it's just a lot to take in and we were even talking about it um before we went on but i i have honestly not been paying a lot of attention to wwe lately which i know is terrible because it's like we have to get into the whole like rumble league later but it's just like maybe that's what my brain needed i mean it's weird because i was i would watch aew because Mm -hmm. when my mom comes over on the weekends we'll like i'll usually like record or dvr whatever dynamite rampage collision because usually on the weekends we have stuff to do we don't Mm -hmm. normally get to watch any of that live dynamite i could if i wanted to but i'm usually like doing other things but um Mm -hmm. that's usually the only stuff i'd really been like full-on paying attention to and wwe is kind of i've been like checking it on twitter um so i have to kind of get back into that a little bit obviously because, <laughs> you know rest you know wrestlemania is coming up or rumble's coming up but um yeah sometimes i think we just need a break because there's just yeah, so there's much not... wrestling all the time all yeah. the time yeah there's nothing wrong with taking a break and this is coming from a wrestling fan i know plenty of wrestling fans that are like yeah i didn't want i had a gap where i didn't watch from this period to this period i've never done that where i've completely not consumed any wrestling and that's any part of my life you know but in terms of like not having to worry about being conscious of what i'm watching so that way it translates good for the podcast or anything like that to have that kind of mental break i think was good for us too i think so too i think sometimes you just need to like do your own thing i mean i got back into 
playing some more video games on my free time, but I feel like that's for like part two because I <laughs> think I think Jack asked a question about video games, so I won't get too into it, but I got back into video games. I've just kind of been like spending time with my friends, you know, doing things that I enjoy because that's kind of what you need when you have mental health like problems and crises and whatnot is you kind of need to do the things that make you happy exactly yeah that's what helps you can't you, you can have those moments of kind of like sitting around moping around not doing anything believe me i had about a month of that where it was just probably to be fully transparent probably one of the more depressive episodes i've had in a very long time um i don't remember feeling like that for years honestly but you kind of just have to let it happen because you can't really like force yourself to get better it just kind of has to like happen mm -hmm. and uh yeah. yeah sometimes you just need time for yourself yeah that is, it's a process and if you don't go through that process of like you know basically exercising all of that n negative nasty stuff that's been going on if you just try to like bottle it up and keep it inside you and just say i'm just gonna move on and, and do my own thing and try to put this in the back of my mind eventually no. yeah eventually all that stuff comes creeping back out so you have to kind of you know purge yourself of of all of that and go through the process and i've been through the process plenty of times and 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 to be honest like that process it's not it's not one for a lifetime you get one and that's it it yeah, can no. happen yeah it can happen multiple times mm -hmm. you know so it's just like which every time it happens you you it's like it's a, a layer of armor you know yeah. every time it happens like you become more prepared for it and you know what what is necessary to do to go through the steps to feel better but bottling up is definitely not the thing to do yeah, absolutely not. That used to be like one of my bad like coping mechanisms years ago was just, well, I'm not going to like bother like my friends or my loved ones with how I'm feeling. I'm just going to like deal with it by myself. And I guess dealing with it by myself is just kind of like shutting it down. And then it does end up blowing up in like other, it, might, it probably blows up in ways that has nothing to do with actually what you bottled up in the first place. It all just kind mm -hmm. of like comes out and you have those moments where it's like you're yelling about things that have nothing to do with like why you're yelling in the first place and it's definitely not a good coping mechanism at all yeah. and you kind of need to have your support system like there like i without getting too much into it i remember i was talking to my best friend about what was happening and i'm like you know i wish i could tell my like friends that there's like good news when it came to this situation but i feel like once again i'm gonna have to be like well guys just kidding it's not actually happening or it's not working out or whatever and she's like you know i actually was talking to my therapist about this and because her and i we have the same brain cell it's kind of sad but <laughs> we're pretty much the same person like it's scary like we have the same mindset about a lot of things whatever so i knew she was going to understand what i was talking about and she's like no trust me i have the same problem i was talking to my therapist about it and her therapist said it's kind of hard for your support system to be your support system if you don't give them a reason to support you yeah you kind of just can't tell them all the good things because that's great. They can be your cheerleaders if like good things happen, but unless they know what the bad things are, they can't really help you. So yeah, it's taken some getting used to, to like actually admit like, Hey, I'm actually not doing great, but I don't want to, it's like, it's that like bad habit. You kind of have to break of 
I don't want to bother you with it because you have enough stuff going on. But it's just like yeah. if they're your real friends, they're going to listen to you. They're not going to it's not going to matter what's going on with them. But it's a fun habit. You have to learn to break eventually. Yeah. Like every other bad habit in life. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and when you think it's gone, it's not gone. But we will say therapy does wonders for for sure. Alrighty, so let us go into our okay. So next question is, um, if you could spend twenty four hours with any living person, who would it be? Twenty four hours with any living <sighs> person. The worst part is, is that I had the perfect answer until I read "living," and I'm like, well, never mind, because that's not going to happen. Because no. I would have fully said Carrie Fisher, because. Like anybody who knows me or pays attention to anything I do on Twitter knows that I love Star Wars. Yeah. Princess Leia has always been my favorite like character. I mean, for help, for fuck's sake, I have a tattoo of Princess Leia on my arm. So she means a lot to me as a character. So I feel like, and Carrie Fisher was just a hilarious human being. So I feel like she would have been like super cool to hang out with. Um, I feel like I don't want to go wrestlers either because that could be way too many people. Um, <laughs> We'll go, we'll stay in Star Wars though and go with Mark Hamill because he's also like super funny. And not yeah. only can we talk to him about Star Wars, but I would talk to him about like voicing the Joker and whatnot. Cause definitely. So that would, that would probably be what I would do. I'd be that annoying like fan of just like, so what was it like, like doing this and doing that? But he seems like a pretty cool guy. So I would, I would say Mark Hamill for sure. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to keep it out of wrestling as well, but that makes it. Uh, infinitely more difficult to like yeah. hammer down who who um who it would be um probably oh, man. it's tough is, yeah, once you this, take once you take wrestling out of it it makes it a lot yeah harder. it really is tough once you take wrestling out, out of out of the equation and like um but it's like you get that one opportunity to to speak to someone, you yeah. know, or or you like they said, spend twenty four hours with them. Yeah. Jeez, um, yeah. man, this is tough. This is tough. I know. Uh, and you know what the worst part is when I'm not do when we're not recording, it'll come to me like, yeah, I yeah. definitely yeah. should have picked that person. Yep. Um, man. Oh my God, I can't even, and it's like, you know, everybody, everybody is getting canceled in, in a way. So it's like, you gotta worry. Like if it, honestly, if it were up to me, um, you know, I probably would pick like Dave Chappelle, you know, yeah, 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 which which is, yeah, which is tough because, (sighs) but see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not the type of person to like shy away i would be like all right full cards on the table no no jokes no bits no nothing yeah um like the these things that you say that people uh that are are are, are offended by mm-hmm. like what what is your translation because yeah if you didn't mean to offend them Mm-hmm. then then what 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 was the what was the miscommunication at yeah you know? like why do you why do you seem to be so obsessed with a specific type of people like, yeah yeah yeah, it, it, yeah it, that that was the one thing because like outside of professional wrestling like stand-up comedy is, is something that i i, I love but it's like 
stand-up comedy is sort of like it's becoming a niche thing where it's like you 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 can't punch down too low because you're gonna upset some people so then your jokes have to be way more sophisticated in a sense that you have to craft them to where you're you're not being offensive to marginalized groups you know so it's, it's it's tough because like i i I, I see comedy and like I I I fully transparent dark humor like really dark humor. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know it's it, it's it's an art form. You know, yeah. for example, like wrestling Twitter has some of the darkest humor. Yeah. I, I, in in the entire universe of any sort of pop culture, there's nothing that compares to wrestling Twitter dark humor for example uh a couple weeks ago where when kenny omega and and jericho had that promo against big bill and rick uh, rick starks that thing yeah somebody tweeted that that promo was the worst thing that kevin von eric had to live through oh no that oh (laughs) see and we're laughing about it it's it's the worst fucking thing but it's so brilliant in terms of a construction of a joke because like i'm i'm choking up because i don't want to go into hysterics right now yeah (laughs) yeah but like that sort of thing like it's dark and like i feel like to substitute punch down comedy where it's offensive and you're like, ah, that's kind of low hanging fruit. I have to go for that extremely dark humor to kind of get my jollies off, you know? Yeah. So, so it's like, so it's like outside of wrestling, wrestling itself, I could go through tons of names and it'd be the same thing. Why do you, why do you say these horrible things, full cards on the table? I'm not afraid to ask you. I would do it with Vince. I'd do it with Flair. I'd do yeah. it with Hogan. I got a whole list of names in wrestling that I would do it for. But outside of outside of wrestling, it's like everybody that is famous, a celebrity, 95% of them have this like dark cloud that yeah. it's like, do you really want to be hanging out with this person for for 24 hours yeah, you know yeah. but it's just like it's like what are you gonna do you know yeah that's why i'm but glad I'm, mark hamill's pretty squeaky yeah, clean so yeah like... you, you picked a good one you have like you have a good one it's just like all, all my heroes are assholes <sighs> which is a shame isn't it yeah because then you gotta like then you try to have to like you have to like justify it in a way but then it's like there's certain things where you're like oh i can't really i can't really back that one up like yeah, just, just... that's a whole other like i feel like rabbit hole of an episode that we could go on where it's like you can be a fan of someone but then you also at the end of the day have to kind of realize that like you just are a fan of that person but you don't personally know them so it's very hard to be like right holding yeah. them to a different standard than like you would hold like a friend to so it's like it's just it's a whole that's a whole like i said a rabbit hole but could take up yeah, a very long chunk of time but that, that's true probably what we can go into the whole semantics of uh cancel culture yeah <laughs> yeah it's just holding celebrities to a different standard in general too which is that's just, that's, like, just that's... that's the only that's the only way i can surmise cancel culture is that like 
the the positive of it is holding people accountable for the bad things that they do and say the yeah. the, the negative of it is basically that while it started off as a novel idea mm-hmm. once people saw the amount of of attention you get for being this pseudo hero for calling these things out they yeah. they instantly just see the attention so yeah. now it's like everybody's getting canceled for everything so it's like yeah. everybody's watching what they say they're scrubbing their tweets from when they were like 13 years old and they were writing song see, lyrics see which that that whole thing's kind of like crazy to me like i mean if you say some really messed up shit, i mean we were all stupid back in the day mm-hmm. like i'm sure if we went back and saw some of the things we said it's just like oh god like why yeah just why like it's so you tough because if you feel like people can change but then there's others where it's like that like small little doubt of like do you actually still think that's like do you actually still like feel that way i hope you don't right. but yeah you know you know what is a form of self-torture that i do i look at my facebook memories oh god i see that <laughs> i see that sometimes too and i'm like mm. <laughs> i look yeah. at the things that i wrote even 10 15 years ago and i'm just like it's just instant skin crawling cringe of just like why were yeah. you this person like yeah like, you were very it's it, like wow we were mentally ill back then and we just didn't really we were, you know like do it or there we were, were so mentally ill or for me there were some when i look back on it and it's just like you really should have figured some things out about yourself sooner <laughs> than you actually did but <laughs> That's a whole other thing for another day. But yeah, there was some where we always joke about us and my friends and I where it's just like, where was that moment that like we we joke it's not like the red flag, it's the rainbow flag where it's like, how did you not know back then what you know now? But that's a whole other different like situation depending on where you live and all that stuff. But yeah, there there was one that came up a few days ago where I looked at it and I'm like, wow, you really should have known years ago. But <laughs> Eh, yeah, we live and we learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you ho- answer this one first. I feel like we can keep switching off. Uh, Mike would like to know what's the best concert we have ever attended, all time. Ooh, um, best concert. Oh, yeah. that's tough. That's really tough. I think for me, it would probably be um my town here, uh, mm-hmm. where I live in South Jersey. It's 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 a big town in terms of square mileage it's the biggest uh city in in the state of new jersey in in terms Mm -hmm. of square mileage but there's not a lot of shit going on it's but we used to have a venue here and the venue was called hangar 84 and Mm -hmm. hangar 84 was the first venue that booked all the national bands and all the big touring uh metal bands and sometimes big big artists and things like that um and i was i was I was I wasn't I won't say cool with the owner because they were older, but yeah. their their kid friendly was yeah because their kid was in a band that I used to book when I did local shows, mm. so I wouldn't charge them because obviously it's the parents they just want to watch their kid they're yeah. gonna leave afterward you know what's the big hassle <laughs> yeah. yeah so when they when they opened up the venue, um the one of the owners she knew my situation obviously with the disability she didn't want it to be an insurance liability so she would say 
anytime I was there to watch a show, she would tell me, ask the tour manager if it was okay for you to hang out on the side stage. And it just so happened that my favorite band in the entire world, Parkway Drive, they're from Australia. Uh, Yeah, I've heard of them. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, they're from Australia. They're my favorite band in the entire world. And they were coming to that venue. And I was like, of course I got to go. So I I go there, I'm there early. I see the owner and she tells me the whole spiel, ask the tour guy, that's the tour guy. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And I'm literally (laughs) watching my favorite band in the entire world right from the side of the stage oh that's crazy that is insane it was like it was the most mind-blowing thing ever in the world because like i've been to plenty of shows and it's just like it's either that one or you know the band bring me the horizon right oh yes of course (laughs) everybody knows that band they're they're literally one of the biggest rock bands ever on the planet right now i went to see them in philly their mm-hmm. very first u.s tour ever oh that would have been cool when they were like this whole like deathcore band still yeah. completely different from what they are now and i actually got to hang out with them oh you're you know? so lucky to the oh. point where like i'm at a warp tour waiting in line and everybody's like oh that's ollie sykes the singer bring me the horizon walking by and i was just like yeah, Ollie, and he recognized me. Like he ran up to me and gave me a big hug and everything. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was Damn. just like, like music. The music scene. I'm older now, so I'm way out of it. But during those prime years, was like the craziest time of my life. That that does sound crazy. Like, goddamn, like. <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm jealous because it's like I feel like I always was into those kind of bands like maybe not i'm not gonna say like death metal because i feel like the 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 closest to death metal i get now is like spirit box i feel like you and i've kind of talked about them before yeah i love spirit box spirit box is fucking awesome but i feel like it's one of those where i kind of like was joking about it with a friend i'm like do i understand some of the song no but it sounds great so it's just like i don't care i can at least sing some of it maybe um but then once you start screaming i'm like okay i can't do that like that's with that sort of music first thing is like you listen to it and no one listens to it to decipher the lyrics or what they're saying it's more of like what does this song what sort of emotion does it evoke from me yeah like yeah like literally <sighs> it'll be tough because i feel like the one song that just like gets me every time it's like most of the time you can understand what she's saying into those constants like that song and it's not like one of their faster songs which is like mm-hmm. and it's not like a lot of their like sun killer that's different like sun's killer is just like goes off and then like the void and like some of their newer stuff like um cellar door it's just like yeah i can listen to this while i'm at the gym and i just feel like i could lift like 500 pounds it's just it's insane um but i have more of an appreciation for that kind of music now than i did like when i was younger because i did listen to that stuff when i was younger except maybe i was a little too young like i remember being in like middle school going into high school listening to like stained and like breaking benjamin so it's like yep another thing of like i you were definitely mentally ill back then you just didn't like it just is what it is but um but no my favorite concert it wasn't as soon as i saw that question i knew the answer immediately it was halsey because halsey is like my park where i drive like Mm. i fucking love halsey i've been like a fan of her for 
Jesus, I think almost nine plus years now at this point. Wow. Yeah, I've been pre I've pretty much followed like all of her stuff. So that's awesome. I've seen her three three times live, and it was funny because the first time I saw her live was on like the Badlands tour, which when she was like really catching steam, she played it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with any of like our venues or whatever stage AE. It's kind of like our um. It's not like a big venue, but it's also not like small either. It's not like someone's like backyard essentially. But I remember my it's very intimate. Yeah, it is. Like I and it was a general admission pitch show, which um those were great back then. Now, you know, maybe not so much. I don't, don't <laughs> want to like that's maybe a different story now, but um but that was back in 2015. And I my best friend at the time, we were still living in Punksy. We like my parent my mom her mom and i and her drove up at like 9 30 in the morning and we essentially camped out the whole day wow. we had we had vip but it's still like you have to make sure you still get there earlier you know don't get front row we didn't get front row we got like second row kind of off to the side but we still pretty much saw everything that at the time is like the best show i had ever seen just the energy the visuals like she sings really like fucking good live like you can kind of hear the stuff in the bag, but her live vocals are incredible. But then I saw her two years later when she was doing her second album and it was a really good show. She did it like PPG, which is like our like arena. That's where the penguins play. Right. It was really good, but it still didn't like top Badlands. And then last summer when she was on the love and power tour, which is her fourth album because her third album's tour got canceled with COVID. That was a whole like mess, but her most recent tour blew everything else out of the water. Like it was just, again, the crowd, the songs, the visuals, the set list was wild. Like the set list had, you know, like how on like the encore you get maybe like one or two of like the popular songs and it's just like, whatever. She yeah. had like a four song encore and it <laughs> was like some of the, it was four of her like, hardest going songs so it was just like there was no lull in the action it was just like from start to finish i don't know how i had a voice the next day That's it crazy. was just it was insane i'm patiently waiting for her um for her new stuff to come out soon and uh needless to say i will be going back and maybe this tour will top this in like the last two or three but who knows but easily her her shows have been some of the best shows i've ever seen hands down and it, have you been able to do like a like a meet and greet with her or anything like that? I wish, honestly, if I had like, if I had the money now that I like, she hasn't done meet and greets in the last like couple tours, which like sucks. Mm -hmm. If I had the money I do now back then, absolutely <laughs> I would have. If she does like a meet and greet or whatever on this tour, I don't care how much it is. Like I am like not missing that chance, but. uh that remains to be seen but maybe maybe someday i'll get to i'll get to meet her but seeing her in concert is good enough for now <laughs> sure. hey righty so what does a typical off day look like for us both so probably like when we're not recording i guess oh my god work, uh work. yeah yeah you your yours is more interesting mine is i either wake up at the ass crack of dawn and just lull around my apartment or i wake up at a obscene hour uh, <laughs> 1 30 in the afternoon yeah there there's literally no in between if i don't have anything going on which a lot of times times i don't you know um 
obviously because like I'm unemployed right now, everything like that. Um, so like I just I just have a lot of downtime, and like I said, I don't leave my apartment. I don't live in a in a in a town where there's a lot going on. It's really rural. A lot of fields, a lot of grass, a lot of cows. Uh, you <laughs> Sounds know. like my hometown. Yeah, we we had the venue where I saw those shows, and then they turned it into a a pal building. Uh, so why there there goes that? Uh, we're 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 getting a Chipotle, which is very exciting. <laughs> this literally sounds like my hometown when they got the starbucks like this is like next level we're, we're we're getting a chipotle uh but i'm a i'm a moe's guy myself so yeah. i'm probably gonna stay loyal to moe's um moe's is pretty good yeah um yeah i'm 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 pretty boring dude man i i got i got nothing going on i just sit consume a lot of wrestling um I, i'm a sopranos fanatic Nice. You know, I just finished my fourth rewatch of, of Sopranos. It's nice. just nice. like, like yeah, that, that, that's my life. Yours is way more interesting. Uh, I mean, Monday through Friday, well, Monday through Thursday, not really. Um, I also wake up at the ass crack of dawn Monday through Thursday, Friday and uh, go to work. <laughs> and that's usually from 730 to four. And then from about four to five, I go to the gym, try to anyway. Uh, and then I come home and after all of that, I usually don't want to do anything. <laughs> so I'm either playing video games. I'm either on my laptop, um, watch a lot of YouTube, a lot of like videos of drag race. Um, I watch a lot of drag race, um, especially there's a new season out right now. So every Friday night's like our drag race viewing party. I have a couple friends over and my mom's over. So we always like watch that um and then usually nine times out of ten on at some point during the weekend i'm at a show with my friends or like attending my friend's shows and uh it's very weird because it's it's crazy how like i used to have the life like you did where it's like i would wake up at noon 12 30 i'm like i don't need to wake up early for anything so why would i mm -hmm. and it's so weird to go from not doing anything to okay, wow, I actually do have, like, a calendar now that I have to, like, keep track of things, and mm -hmm. um, I don't mind it, because sometimes, especially, like, you understand, and, like, your town and where I used to live, my hometown, it was just, like, okay, well, I have all this free time, but I don't have anything to do that's not, like, country stuff, and <laughs> I hate country stuff, so it's, like, okay, um, I guess I could drive my car around the town and that's about it and then i would just pretty much i would honestly twitch stream that was like my saving grace for the last few years i was home because um there was a lot going on that was not fun and i'd rather have just like get away from it and so like my room was like my safe haven in the house mm -hmm. and um yeah, I kind of miss Twitch streaming, but as you know, as a streamer yourself, you need to be in a specific mindset to kind of stream, and you need to have oh, to yeah. have some type of energy, and I yeah, have just not sure. had the energy to do any of that, so yeah. I usually just play video games by myself now, and uh, mm -hmm. again, I won't get into it too much because of the next episode, but uh, yeah, so it's like I try to, during the weekend, I try to keep myself busy because I feel like 
for the whole week i'm usually just in the apartment when i'm coming home from work in the gym so it's like okay i've been in this apartment enough throughout the week i want to do something over the weekend so usually mom comes up for the weekend sometimes my dad and let me just uh hang out and have fun it's pretty much what my uh pretty much what my off days look like awesome awesome cool uh he's hitting us with the tough questions here um if we could attend any event at all front row seats what would it be if not wrestlemania (laughs) not wrestlemania Uh, oh god yeah because i don't want to put myself into debt (laughs) (laughs) especially if you do the two night combo that's uh asking for taken out a small loan yeah um Uh, i feel like it would have to be something sports probably yeah that's what i'm thinking Mm, probably probably stanley cup finals if the penguins are in it of course because obviously we know that's my team um i i actually did get to almost see the penguins uh win the cup back in 2016 and we actually had my mom and i had i'm not gonna say seats because they were standing room only but they could have won the stanley cup on home ice for the first time in like team history every other time we've won a cup they've won it away and we lost the game and then proceeded (laughs) to win the cup the next game in san jose so i'm like okay well that was uh (laughs) thanks guys appreciate it um we honestly should have won that game that was a whole mess like for of all times that the other team's goalie finally remembered how to play goal it was you know bad game but um whatever we said we still won the cup so it was fine but um i would like to have like center ice or like just front row seats to see the penguins win the cup on home ice but hopefully that'll happen one day but i'm at least happy that i got to at least see them win the cup even if it was through the uh through the tv yeah that would be dope i i'd probably go the same route as you with sports uh probably a a playoff game at yankee stadium um the Yankees mean just as much to me as as professional wrestling does. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely a Yankees uh, playoff game. Obviously, a World Series game would be cool. But the thing about Yankee Stadium, um, specifically during the playoffs, is just like like every other place, but this place in particular, it just like the people just come alive, you know. Yeah. And 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 there's a there's a being being from New York City um it's just the people are different like uh, Mm -hmm. people outside outside of new york city always always look at us and like oh they're just new york city assholes and and for (laughs) the most part we are you know but it's like it's like we kind of we kind of understand each other so when you get everyone together in that yankee stadium environment it's just you know, I, I, I've never been to a playoff game and like, I've heard stories of like literally the ground shaking, Yeah. Uh, you know, when something big happens for the Yankees in a playoff game. So I, I definitely want to experience that. That would be, that would be insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've honestly, if I could go back, I would have loved to go to the, um, pirates 2013 wild card round against the reds like the first time we had made it and you know god knows how long yeah we couldn't get tickets and i wish i would have been at that game because i was able to go to the wild card game against what would it have been chicago i think when jake arietta was like the best pitcher in the league of course and that's who we had to face (laughs) um so that was a mess but um 
yeah i'm not gonna probably you know see that in a lot for a while <laughs> as a uh, pirate fan but you know uh, but she got cudge back yeah i know that was like you know what that's pretty much a that's a pirate that, fans world series win at that point yeah that's the world series <laughs> which is sad but uh, hey you know hey <laughs> you you get it you get it it's like a certain like you know a giants fan you understand the pain yeah. um, pittsburgh baby you you, you love them you hate them <laughs> some teams you love some teams you hate and some teams you're just apathetic towards but uh sorry about yesterday you know i honestly wasn't even expecting this to get there so the fact that we lost i'm just kind of like you know i'm not really surprised they, they had me for about five seconds in the fourth quarter and i should have known better but you know eh, it happens i guess <laughs> i would have hated it too because if we would have won we would have played baltimore and we have their number and i've had their number for like five years now so i'm like that would have been at least our chance to go to the like afc title game but whatever <laughs> eh, it is what it is unfortunately um okay so i would like to preface the listeners with this question um mike would like to know where we were january 6th with like a smirking emoji um <laughs> so I, um, so i feel like um when when he asked this i'm with a smirky face i would think he um was asking where we were January 6, 2023. And yeah. um, you know why he smirked? Because he's freaking Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> so, he didn't have to, he didn't have to deal with all of that. He, had nothing like, to do. he was, he was, he was back home, much like myself, probably watching and laughing. Yeah, yeah I, what the actual January 6th he probably is talking about, I remember like, I probably was like not, probably not watching it but i was just like looking at it over social media and i'm just sitting there thinking to myself we have a lot of idiots in this country <laughs> like jesus christ um oh my god Mike. people are <laughs> never mind anyway so i feel like um funny enough i did go back in my calendar and uh january 6 2023 i was getting the tattoo so pretty on mm. brand but um if you would ask what tattoo that was i don't think i would be able to tell she you she forgot <laughs> it's probably it was probably my um probably my athena piece i'm trying to like get down on my thigh um it's it's turning into an actual like greek tragedy at this point not in a bad way but in just the sense of we probably could have had this done like months ago but it's just been a bunch of reschedules like mm. i feel bad because my poor artist gets like chronic migraines and they just tend to hit it like the worst time or it's like sickness in the family or like his family's sick and i'm like you know just for luck. It, it really is and it's like you know what this tattoo is really teaching me patience um <laughs> but friday i have another appointment um i don't want to say it's getting done friday because every time i've said that it doesn't get done so um at some point it'll get done but uh we're, we're working on it we're making we're making progress yeah uh january 6th the the great insurrection <laughs> god <laughs> I, I i was at home like you said i was on i had i was pulling double screens i had the news on the tv <laughs> and, and looking for the memes on social media yeah and i was yeah. just i was just cracking up uh <sighs> i was i was at home unlike chris jericho's wife yeah, yeah. yikes <laughs> it's just um that lady is <sighs> not unhinged 
there, yeah. I see that even Chris Jericho, I, I see why he rarely speaks of his wife. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Like... <laughs> because because if the public only only a small smattering of the public uh recently uncovered her her uh twitter feed imagine if yeah. he publicly outed her for everybody to find it the, the... <laughs> we'd have uh, a we'd have uh, a whole episode's worth of stuff to talk about i can tell you that um oh, gee, Chris, i can't stand you chris jericho you, <laughs> no. you clout vampire mm-hmm. you, ricky you ricky are, knew what he was talking about you you were shaped like an air fryer <laughs> I, I don't want to see you on my tv anymore uh and yet um <laughs> thank god they lost that would have been see and i'm not really a fan of sammy Guevara either so it was like our worst nightmare just watching that match. anyway yeah we'll talk about that (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that another time um so funny enough when we were talking about sports a little bit ago um mike has a um not really a two-parter question he has a question for me and a question for you so i'll start with yours um would you rather have the yankees win the world series this upcoming season or eddie kingston win the AEW world title wow that that's a jerk he, he knew he, he knew what he was doing with this question trust me that when you is... see mine you'll yeah and it, and it's so difficult because a couple days ago eddie kingston cut a promo mm. where where he was talking about the the og eddie is back because he had uh gabe kids blood on his title and yeah. that kind of reawoken the old eddie kingston you know from from the og chikara <sighs> days yeah. where, where he was the last of a dying breed and i was like my boy is back like, <laughs> you, you, were, you, were, you were, i was like oh eric's loving this right now i just know it because he was completely unhinged yeah. this was severely mentally ill eddie kingston and only only other mentally ill people look at that and go hell yeah you know like yeah, yeah, you, know, right. you, always, you always see those tweets they're like dudes will look at this and just go, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah we're like mentally ill yeah mentally ill people looked at that and were just like hell yeah our boy is back <laughs> so like you know so damn um i know it's tough for you <sighs> It, mm-hmm. it is tough because like eventually eddie's gonna get the big one it's just gonna happen i hope yeah and, and like the yankees will get the big one as well and they have like 27 yeah, other yeah, yeah like they we, we got we got a good crop of i mean we're the winningest uh sports franchise in all of sports so i mean like, yeah come on but like oh man oh man that's tough. Maybe maybe try to make it easier. Which would you rather see happen first? Which which would I I probably would go with the Yankees winning the World Series because of the fact that they picked up Juan Soto. Yeah, I saw that. A, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> on a on a on a trade year. So he's basically a rental for a year before Jesus. he comes up to it for a big contract that's gonna be 350 close to 400 million dollar range i guess only. yeah and not only that but the simple fact is the the dodgers picked up shohei otani yeah God, for the daughters yeah for 700 mil picked up um 
picked up Yamamoto as well mm -hmm. for an exorbitant amount of money and then picked up Tyler Glass now. Yeah. If they, oh, I know if him, they, yeah. yeah. If they don't win the World Series in 2024, yeah. that's a big problem. But the yeah. You kind of want them to almost lose, honestly, just it, to be like, exactly. money can't win you a World Series. Because you know. In all of us, there's that little piece of an asshole that's just mm -hmm. like, they spent all that money. Imagine if they still didn't win the big one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and it could happen. It's yeah, happened before. It's, it, baseball, the thing about baseball that's completely different from every sport, it's 162 games a year. So yeah. even the best team to play the game will go through a stretch where they're not winning shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't buy a win. It'll maybe go for five, six games. Or historically, a team could be so bad the first part of the year mm -hmm. that after the all-star break, they pick it up and they end up winning the World Series. You or know? you do the opposite if you're the Pirates. You do really good, you give us hope, and then it's like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, that's the, that's the real I mean, Pirates. But that's Pittsburgh sports. Um, That's the Pirates. <laughs> that's the Pirates league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just baseball yeah. is baseball people i i get why people uh think it may be boring because it, it's a grind and like i said it's 162 games a year but i mean look back at like you know after 9 11 where the yankees went to the world series and went seven games against the diamondbacks just weeks after 9 11. like i talked yeah. about how how crazy new york city can get imagine how crazy it was those comeback games that were in oh, the yeah. 10th inning 11th inning you know Derek jeter hitting a home run the first of november like that it's just crazy like baseball's yeah. crazy it, it is. It's just like I, as a Pirates fan, I looked at all those like contracts that the Dodgers had, and I'm just like, <laughs> we one guy is worth more than our entire payroll, and our owner refuses to you know actually spend money because he has to hold on to all of them. So it's just like, must be nice. Must be nice. That's to the have kicker. Someone. That's the kicker, though. He has this contract, and for the first. 10 years of that contract he's only going to be getting paid two million dollars a year the rest of the yeah, contract only. is deferred after he's done with that contract with the dodgers so yeah. he's getting paid two million dollars a year for the next 10 years afterwards he can retire go on to another team and they still have to pay him 68 million dollars a year mm -hmm. it's to have even a fraction of that kind of money, I swear. Oh my! I don't even need. Give give me a give me a mill. Give me a mill. Give me something, please. And yeah. a million too, not tax. Like give us yeah. like yeah, a no full tax. Million. Put it in a brown paper bag. You don't know, tell anybody. I'm I'm going off the grid. You will not. <laughs> like if either... you win the lottery, like do not tell a single person. Oh, like, that's advice number one. You yeah, don't say tell nothing. anybody. Same you thing know. with like the 50 50 tickets at like the like sports games. If you win that, you tell nobody. You don't make a scene. You don't do anything because you're going to get beat up and that <laughs> ticket is going to go missing. And yeah, it's like you, you better have a good poker face if you win that 50 50 at some of those games because some of the money I see you get, they can get, it's just like, Jesus, if only. 
Yeah, I, the only thing that would give it away is if I won and saw the amount of money I'm getting mm-hmm. and reala- realizing like... that, realizing like all my debts are paid off. Yeah, the, I, the, I, the deer in the headlights look like. Yeah, I might faint. I might faint. <laughs> Just like, yeah, yeah, I would pass out. So I was like, that would, yeah, oh, that would, it would be very hard for me to keep a straight face with that one. But, uh, but yeah. Um, my part of that question um would i rather see the steelers win the super bowl or dakota kai have a big wrestlemania match um well i mean we know one that's not happening um (laughs) after this weekend but um (laughs) i mean you know it's kind of not as tough of a question as it seems on paper because I've seen two Super Bowls in my lifetime. I've seen it in 06 and 09. Um, If you're a Steelers fan, you are a little spoiled because we're the winningest football team in history. We have six like Lombardi trophies. Yeah. Like my dad's seen every single one of them. Like both my parents have been alive for all six of them. So I'd say I think we could, I mean, hell, I mean, lately we've just been so used for the last, like, I think like 13 years we've had one playoff win so i don't think we're getting that anytime soon um but even if we were close to it i think i'd still rather see dakota kai get like a big wrestlemania match because i it's dakota i love dakota Mm -hmm. like i'm just hoping she's even on the card at this rate because i'm hoping like crossing my fingers she shows up at the rumble if she's like fully healed but it would be nice to see her at wrestlemania um it would kind of suck if her and Shayna were on the same like night because then i'm like what what do i wear but um <laughs> i would like to see both of them on the card this year maybe if, if one of them at the very least but um yeah i feel like um i'm better off than most most uh sports fans because some have never seen a world they're like a world title so um i'll stick with dakota getting the main <laughs> event match because i would like to see that happen and hopefully there's a chance that actually is going to come true this year but uh fingers crossed let's hope all right so we've talked about this a little bit before on the uh, on the show i feel like it's kind of how you and i kind of bonded in the first place is um we both are um tattoo collectors to uh, say mm. the least yes. so mike wants to know what are our dream tattoos oh my god my dream tattoo i, I don't know. know i don't even know if i have any space <laughs> like... i still have some space but um <laughs> I feel like oof. it's tough. It's tough because yeah. it's just like I've always wanted uh, a classic, um, traditional uh, tiger's head on mm. uh, on the on my, the tops of my hands. Oh God, um, that'll yeah. hurt. That that's mainly the reason why I haven't gotten uh, because it, it's like the thing about tattoos and and I thought about this recently, but this is the best way I could surmise it is, I I I absolutely hate the process of tattoos. I hate uh, yeah. I hate. I hate getting it. I hate the pain. I hate having to do the aftercare. Oh, the aftercare I, is the worst for me. Like I hate I hate the itch. <sighs> The itchy, you know, the burning. Yeah. My favorite part is the the final healed everything because for me tattoos are just a form of uh expression. 
it's know? art it's artwork yeah, yeah it's 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 artwork on my body which is an extreme idea in the first place yeah. um and then for it to be like the ideas that are in my head you know put yeah. into art form on my body permanently it's a wild concept i just i'm not good with pain i am not good with pain which is yeah. why i i don't understand why i keep doing this to myself <laughs> um honestly i'm the complete opposite like the pain doesn't really like well i don't know about you i've never tapped out of a tattoo and mm. mine most of mine are not small mm. um there's at least i'm trying to count on my just count here I, there's at least two of mine that took multiple sessions the athena one that i'm still like working on my thigh and then the there was one more what was it oh my gemini tattoo on my other arm but mainly i mean most of them have been like one session tattoos they're just not like small there's like mm -hmm. two maybe that are like considered small i guess but i feel like I mean, I have one on my inner wrist, so that was pretty painful. Um, the, I mean, pain-wise, I can take most of it. There are some times where I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah, that's, um, that I was different. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm awake now. Because um, I have this, um, this, like, skull that has, like, a, a rose coming out of, like, the side of its mouth with, like, a dagger going through it. Mm -hmm. And part of the rose is right on the side of my elbow mm. so that was not fun um, that, that, that'll wake you up especially when he would go over the nerve and i'm like i can't i cannot move because if i move this is a thousand dollar mistake <laughs> like you can't just be like whoops sorry we'll just like fix that we'll just erase yeah. that it's like you can't so um i um i have been told by my artist that i am one of his like best sitters so i take that as a compliment as someone who gets tattoos <laughs> Um, that, that's funny because mine says i'm the worst because <laughs> you it's um because you have to get in that mindset because i guess for me i just have to be in the mindset of okay you know it's gonna hurt you mm. know it's gonna be uncomfortable for the most part so it's just gonna like you just deal with it because it's worth it in the end like i said the aftercare is the worst part for me i hate it it's just the, the itchiness and then <laughs> it's like tough especially with this like athena piece because I obviously have to wear pants to work so i can't yeah. just like and they're mostly jeans too so once you take the tegaderm off it and it starts like flaking yeah i'm just like waiting for something to go wrong luckily i've been like super lucky with it but especially when he went to like the outer side of my thigh where you can't really like see it you can't really like you're just hoping you get the moisturizing cream on it or like the salve or whatever um yeah i don't like the aftercare but yeah you know it's worth it in the end um back to the actual question my dream tattoo oh boy um i feel like i always love the look of like sleeves but i never it's always tough because i never know what to like what i would get and i'm like super lucky with my job because it's kind of a i say it's a very interesting mix of like business but also casual where it's in an office setting but i could literally walk into work wearing jeans and a t-shirt and they don't say anything like our mm -hmm. dress codes really like relaxed and i remember getting interviewed for the job and my boss had his tattoo on his forearm just out in the open like it was nothing and here i am in a button-up long sleeve t-shirt or button-up <laughs> long sleeve shirt because i'm like well i guess i can't really you know show my tattoos and he's like do you have tattoos i'm like 
yeah, yeah, I got quite a few. And he's like, as long as they're not offensive, you could have them out. You could have them on your arms. We don't really care. And I'm like, you shouldn't have told me that. Um, <laughs> but I feel like my dream... I almost want to say it's a sleeve in a way because I've honestly talked about it with my artist because he's super cool and super he's like the best artist I've like ever had. Granted, he's the second artist I've ever had, but I could literally give him what I think is the most jumbled mess of an explanation of my tattoo possible. And somehow every time he just he knows how it's supposed to look like it. I don't even think I know what it looks like in my head. And then when I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's always what it was supposed <laughs> to look like. like. He's just super awesome. And we were talking about doing, like, my entire right leg being, like, a Greek mythology sleeve. Because that's, like, my surprising interest that most people find shocking is that I'm super, like, I'm super into Greek mythology. Like, I love learning about it. love reading stuff about it. So I wanted to get on, like, my lower leg kind of, like, a whole piece about, like, Hades and Persephone. Because mm -hmm. I've always thought that was kind of, like, a... I'm not going to say cool story because the basis of this is not like great, but I've always just loved the aesthetic of the underworld and, you know, Cerberus and the river sticks and all that fun stuff. Um, that's probably not going to be my next tattoo, but that's definitely one that we're like talking about getting um, whenever I get this Athena one done. Um, I kind of want to get some cherry blossoms going up my forearm for another reason, but I feel like my dream tattoo will end up happening would be my, sleeve of Hades and Persephone and the underworld and whatnot and eventually filling up um an entire part of my body so I'm just like well I don't have any room there but <laughs> that's just the fun thing about tattoos is kind of like almost like it's almost like a puzzle piece after a while where it's like all right where's this one gonna fit are we gonna be able to like you know sneak it in here whatever there like pretty much all of mine are up on my arms right now I I don't know about you, but I was always like, you know, I want, I don't know if I'd ever want anything on like my back or my shoulders because number one, the aftercare on that would be a pain in the ass, mm -hmm. but also you spend all this money because tattoos aren't cheap. Listeners. No, they're and not. <laughs> actually, let me, let me rephrase. Good tattoos are not cheap. Like you, <laughs> you get what you pay for. That is um, definitely in the world of tattooing. You spend $50, you're going to get $50 worth and it's not going to look great. Mm. But I don't want to be like, okay, I spent at least a thousand dollars on something that I'm never going to see unless I look in a mirror. That was de that's definitely my philosophy with tattoos as well. If I can't see it, like, you know, what's the point? I say that as if half of my Athena tattoo was on the outer part of my thigh, but at least it's like <laughs> I can I can see that a little easier than like behind me. So it's it's a process, but you know, <laughs> I always try to have like. A couple ideas going at a time but we always try to focus on one piece at a time so whenever we get the athena piece done we'll work on the cherry blossoms and then maybe who knows start the the dream tattoo but we'll see what happens i can't wait to see it i will definitely send you pictures uh friday like i said i'm fingers crossed i'm hoping it's gonna like happen like it's gonna be the end of it but i don't i don't think it is <laughs> we have a we have too many details still work on unless he speedy about it but who's we'll, we'll see uh alrighty so whew, where were we on 9-11-2001 well Why? I I was five <laughs> nah, so you were just chilling you had no idea what was going on yeah I was in 
I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I, I feel like um, I feel That's like my parents. I feel like my parents could probably answer this question better than I could because. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like I can barely remember a couple months ago. So, um, honestly, I, I could tell you I was probably in class in kindergarten, and that's uh, that's about it. That's crazy because I was just starting sophomore year of high school. <laughs> that's in, that is insane to me. Yeah, I was time is a myth. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's insane. Um, I remember that day vividly which is crazy because i don't like you said i don't remember shit <laughs> so yeah. like like i remember that day vividly because i was supposed i was supposed to start a uh, vocational school mm. and the way vocational school works here is it's half day at the vocational school half day at the high school okay, uh, which yeah. were which were two different uh cities all together so you had to take a bus problem is with me i needed a a handicap bus and they didn't have that prepared yeah. by, by the beginning of the school year so mm -hmm. for like the first week or so of school they didn't know what to do with me so they would just stick me into the iss room the in-school suspension room um <laughs> oh, wow yeah but Oops. i would always i would always have to first report that first week i would always have to go to the guidance office and, and and see if they had the bus ready so i go and i'm in there waiting to talk and see if they have the bus and they have the news on because it's 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 a guidance counselor lounge oh, no yeah. you know you know it's not really that big of a deal yeah and i'm looking and they're talking about one of the towers is on fire that a plane hit it and i'm thinking that's the craziest accident i've mm. ever heard in my life you know and yeah. as I'm watching it, as I'm watching it, I see the second plane hit and I just went, oh, no, this yeah, is not an accident. This, yeah, this is different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just the craziest day. Um, but for me, uh, obviously, being from New York, like the, the towers ha had a meaning because it was always part of the iconic skyline yeah. of New York City. So but for me. I always look at 9-11 and I say, that's when everything in the world changed. Oh, yeah. You know, because like, uh, yeah. yeah, of course there was racism, inequality, things like that, crime, yeah. everything. But I feel like after 9-11, it was, it became so prevalent because that skyrocketed the, the age of the internet and yeah. then subsequently social media where like you see these things on a regular basis multiple times a day you know but yeah. it was it was never a, as as outwardly open before 911 yeah you know? like everything was just chill and then 911 happened and everything changed yeah you know? yeah and it, it's crazy too because i feel like so many people have so many differently obviously accounts of where they were that day and it's just there's a group of us where it's like we were way too young to remember any of it I, like i said i'm sure my parents will have a very different like viewpoint of it i'm sure i'll ask mm -hmm. them about it later but and what's even crazier to me now is that there's a i mean obviously a generation of kids that don't even know that that was a thing like they were born after it and it's just like oh yeah. my god <laughs> it's, it's crazy because like it's history to them like it's not, can, it wasn't yeah, a live event I, I can stack up 
these morbid live events that have happened in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, it started with Columbine. That Jesus. that fucking wasn't supposed uh, to happen. I no. mean, even before that, the Oklahoma City bombing. I was a kid when yeah. that happened, but I remember hearing about it on the radio. Then Columbine, then 9-11. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, every once a month in elementary school is getting shot up by yeah. some crazy person, a mm-hmm. church, a movie theater, Las yeah. Vegas, like yeah. uh, COVID. I, like, I, I'm... World War Three can happen right now, and I would not be surprised. No, literally, like it's just <laughs> sad that we've become so like desensitized to these kind of things. Like, it, it's weird because I feel like it's it's almost like you get desensitized until it hits a little too close to home. Like for mm-hmm. me, when it was the Tree of Life shooting. Oh my god! I was not in Pittsburgh at the time. I was, I think, I was. Eh, I'm trying to remember. Now I was still living at home when that happened, but. I go to, would go to Pittsburgh all the time. Like I, the, it was my second home before it was my actual home. And I remember specifically, I had a friend text me and she lives up in Akron and she's like, are you okay? What's going on? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Cause it's like, I just woke up. Cause you know, back in the day, I could <laughs> sleep in. And she's like, you didn't hear what happened. I'm like, no. And it's, it's funny because now you have, now the fact that I'm in the city, it's, um, it's a weird like i don't even know how to describe it where it's like if something happens on like the whole other end of the city i'll have people being like are you okay what's going on and it's just like guys it's a 15 30 minute the other way like pittsburgh's not as small as you think i mean it's Hmm. small but it's not like if something catastrophic happens in like oakland which is like the college part of the town it's just like okay well that's not anywhere close to where i am but it's just um when the tree of life thing happened i'm like jesus it's like not even like this part of like my uh, life is safe i guess because it's just like that could have been anywhere it couldn't have been it could have been in like a concert i was at it could have been at a sporting event i was at it's just like it's uh not fun you, you don't hear like you know i i didn't know you know what where parkland was yeah. You know, I didn't know anything about a Parkland or or uh, any of those places. It's just like those things you, you that's something I think about is like I never heard of this small town up into this morbid tragedy that just yeah. happened that just keeps happening in other small mm-hmm. cities where it shouldn't happen. It's just like, yeah, oh. it's, it's insane. Like I said, it's just sad that it's just like you become so desensitized to it until it hits too close to home. But it's just the fact that it's just like a regular occurrence now. And it's just, uh, it's just like, it shouldn't be happening as as like often as it does. And yet nothing ever changes about it, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad that that's pretty much a common occurrence in our, our realities now, which welcome to America. (sighs) Yeah. Unfortunately it's, uh, it's a great time. (laughs) Um, so something a little more upbeat, I suppose. What is our um, dream vacation? Mm. At this point, anywhere to get out of my damn house. But if I had to choose, it would, yeah, it would it would be it'd be anywhere tropical. Like uh, yeah. I, I never I never been to Puerto Rico, the homeland. So uh, yeah. you know that's that's an easy you know put me on a beach in Puerto Rico and I, and I'm good. You know, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. 
Yeah. Or Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic's pretty fun. I've been there yeah. a couple times. And I heard like going going out there, uh, the tourist part is, is pretty cheap compared to going yeah. to any other tropical place. Yeah, it's just, well, and it's funny because my mom used to do, um, she was a travel agent for a really long time. And it's, it's, um, it's so weird because it's like, you see different, um, two different worlds going from like the hotel to like from the airport to the hotel because Mm -hmm. yeah, the hotel and everything's great because you're on like a resort, everything's nice and clean and modern and whatever but the dominican republic's still a third world country so the things you see on the way there it's like oh my god and that that's basically how i describe atlantic city (laughs) it's just this is like the boardwalk is the boardwalk is nice but if you leave the boardwalk in in the casinos (laughs) good luck it literally looks like a bomb went off like you know i fully believe that honestly (laughs) and i remember specifically the first time i went to dominican republic i was uh i don't remember how young i was but i was probably still in like maybe elementary school middle school it was around that age and i remember you take the you go to the airport you get on the bus the bus takes you to the all-inclusive resort or whatever but again the things you see going to it it and i remember my mom made a point of pay attention to what this happened like all the stuff that's going around you because you need to be appreciative and it's not like i wasn't being i was a brat as a kid she just was like teaching a lesson of you are a lot more fortunate than other people because there were people like on scooters because there weren't that many cars if any Mm -hmm. i don't remember there being any cars but there would be like five people on a scooter because that's all they could afford um Mm it's uh yeah it's a little depressing and it kind of gives you a perspective of wow it could be a lot worse than it actually is um but um my dream vacation i feel like i feel like i have one in the states and one out of the states one in the states i'd always want to go to seattle because i was there when i was super super young so it's like i don't remember much of it and i would like Mm. to go back now because i feel like i could appreciate it a little more um for sure it's just a cool vibe i think like it's just a cool i mean granted the rain is just like you know you, you get used to that i guess but it's just like it has a cool like vibe i feel like the city and we always try when we go to other like cities and places we always try to find like the food scene and you know all the i mean i'm sure it sounds like seattle has a really cool drag scene so that would be fun to go to but um so in the states seattle i think would be one i want to go to and then out of the country i feel like i'd want to go to greece just to cool obviously because of like the greek mythology i'd like to see the things that i read about up close and you know see what life's like over there because it looks like it's a beautiful country um Mm -hmm. it would also be probably a shock to the system because i'm sure they definitely don't live like we do um Hmm. because like people in italy they don't like there's no air conditioning it's like open windows like Paris, I, I always fun, love hearing people be like, oh, Paris really wasn't as nice as I thought it was. It's like, yeah, no, because there's no sewage system. Everything just goes into the street. So it's not like it's crazy as romantic as you think it is. But um, yeah, I feel like that would just be cool just to see like the history and the architecture and whatnot and all the the old world stuff that you see about and books and watching videos and even in video games because age of mythology was 
well again i don't want to get into it too much because the next time but um that pretty much jump-started my interest in mythology in general but um yeah i feel like greece would be a pretty pretty cool place to go to definitely for sure sounds fun all righty so now we're in i mean we actually have been halfway there for a while now but um we're in the home stretch so <laughs> oh i always hate the, i always hate these questions because i'm so indecisive um all right we have three wishes and of course we can't wish for more wishes so <laughs> of course like there always has to be that parameter um what are our three wishes boy you want to go first <laughs> not really um <laughs> ah, it's so tough um damn <laughs> he's hit us with the hard questions tonight damn, <laughs> damn it mike um I feel like I feel like the one thing I can think of honestly would take up two wishes. I feel like I feel like my one wish would be I would never want my like friends and family to die. I'd like want them to live forever um <laughs> for obvious reasons and I also feel like in part for that I would also have to live forever. So that's two. Um Oh damn. Um Hmm. Cause you don't want to say money, because I feel like that's like an easy one. Because <sighs> money doesn't always buy happiness. That's the thing. It can, yeah, not like the I'm, key to happiness. Yeah, but my my thing with that that statement was always like, if if I had the money to like pay off my bills and not have to worry about oh, yeah like, like you know like i'd yeah. be pretty happy i'm not gonna lie I'm, i feel I'm like I'm, i feel like unlimited money would probably be like if yeah i feel like yeah I, th I think like my first wish would be like to never lose like anybody close to me which again i know that's very unrealistic but we yeah. didn't have to be realistic here so um i'd never lose anybody i cared about um i would also live forever and uh unlimited money I guess would be my three wishes <laughs> nice um i would also go with the unlimited money yeah um I mean, yeah j j just for you know the stability of my life i and i and i would use i would do a lot of it i know this this sounds like blowing smoke but i would i would try to do a lot more charitable stuff you know yeah yeah with the money you got the money yeah. for it. yeah because like my whole idea is like you know i want well after i'm gone you know i want i want to leave some sort of impact on the world so yeah. it's just like i want to do something positive but also i would like to to live a, a very full life and experience a lot of things and unlimited money would definitely help that um yeah. um uh another one would be my dog could live for the next at least 50 years and here's the thing I don't want my dog to live forever because there would come a point to where he would have to live without me and I would have to worry about who's going to take care of my dog. Yeah, that's why I'm you live forever then. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I fixed yeah. it. But it's like, it's like, do I really want to live forever? You know, do I want to, do I want to go through the evolution of the world? You know, I look at it now and it's just like, sometimes I'm just like, 
a mess. Get me, get me off the ride, all right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, this is too crazy for me. So it's like, do I really want to live forever? If I can live in the present body where I don't age or get sick or sicker, yeah. that would work for me. But I, I don't want to age, so I would basically have to become a vampire. You know? Well, yeah, that would be the caveat of like, I don't want to be like a thousand year old corpse or something. But yeah. um, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, that's just for me personally, death freaks me out like a lot. So I feel like that would just be. Oh, like, no. Yeah, it definitely same. I'm the same boat. I don't like it. Like, you know, I like, don't at all. Like, that's, yeah, God, that would be a whole other episode in and of itself. But um, it's too permanent for me. Yeah, it, it's just like, <laughs> oh, I don't like eh, that's a that's a talk for my therapist we're already talking about that but um but no it's just like it that's why i feel like we'll just kill two birds with one stone where it's like i don't want anybody i care about to ever die and i don't want to die either so like yeah. i don't know so but. i think i think um unlimited money 50 years added to my dog's life um and probably to like i feel like if if we could just end any sort of racism in the world yeah really so much hatred all of that all of it anything that's boiled down to divisiveness based on race yeah i i'd get rid of that and like literally the world would be the dopest place in the galaxy like literally. you know like, yeah like everybody's getting along minding there's their own no, business yeah there's no israeli palestinian conflict no none of the stuff that's happening here in the states you know homophobia. No yeah none of that like get rid of all of that let's just all chill and, and, and be happy in this world and that would that would just be crazy for me right that oh god in a perfect world <laughs> just yeah. if, if only I, it's sad that that sounds like it's yeah easier said than done obviously some people <laughs> really? are just hater hatred in general but you know yeah, yeah yeah that is a good one though i like that one <laughs> so i love how we kind of like i feel like a lot of our answers aside from the money obviously do revolve <laughs> you around do something from, you gotta do something for yourself like yes of course yeah i feel like i do like though that ours are rather wholesome though <laughs> yeah i feel like i mean i feel like the money one too actually is like wholesome in a way because it's just like we it's charity and all that fun stuff yeah but... like if like if i had unlimited money there would be no homelessness there would no. be no people starving on the street nope. you know every, you know th there'd be obviously none of that you know and then yeah. i'd be able to do cool stuff like i've always wanted to build a state-of-the-art no-kill animal shelter Ooh, where that'd be cool where like we that. can yeah where we can house animals and even if they're not adopted you where they can go into somebody's home they're cared for in this facility where they're like their quality of life is still at the highest level yeah yeah i like that one i really like that one actually you know a lot of space yeah. you know ample space where they can play they don't feel cooped up uh, a 24-hour staff where they don't feel like they're alone you know and things like that that'd yeah. be that's exactly what i would do with my unlimited money yeah that's a good that's a really good one actually i like that one it's good thinking good thinking yeah um so so we go from uh 
wholesome answers to maybe not so wholesome answers, depending on how we answer this. Um, how <laughs> I almost can't even say without laughing. Um, how many fist fights have we been in in our lives? Um, well, um, well, we know my mom's still going to be listening to this. Um, it is great. But now she knows for a fact I've never been in a fist fight in my life, actually, which mm-hmm. is very I've I've almost been. I feel like I've gotten angry enough to the point of uh wanting to get into a fist fight. I just haven't. Um and that's more recently than you think, because I feel like I have a lot of friends that do drag in the Pittsburgh like scene. And it's so different when like there's like an unwritten rule, you would think when it comes to drag where it's like you have to have basic human decency as a audience member where unless the performer is initiating it you do not touch them mm-hmm. like you they're not objects of like affection or whatever it's just like they're human beings you kind of have to you know treat them with respect and not just again treat them as objects and yeah. so i think it's even more so for i mean because i would hate that i hate that in general just seeing it but then when it happens to people that are friends of mine i get really mad and my mom's had to um call me down a couple times because it's just like stop touching the performers (laughs) because it's not okay and it's just like i hate that but um so besides that um yeah no growing up i never really I mean, I'm sure unless mom corrects me on this later, but I'm pretty sure I've never really gotten into into any fights, as far as I know. Wow. I've been a pretty decent kid, I guess. So. Surprised to me. You thought I was a brawler back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought, you, I thought you were a total scrapper. Yeah, uh, you know Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got a funny one for you. So me and my brother uh, were at a show in Philly. Um, it would at, be in Philly. Yeah, of, of course. Sounds about of right. Places, of all places, we are at a show in Philly at the at the Troc, mm-hmm. at the Trocadero. Okay. Um, it was, you know, it was a typical metal hardcore show, whatever, Ooh, whatnot. Yeah, the mosh pit. Moshing, crazy oh, hardcore God. dance and whatnot. I don't know so how I'm, you guys do it. Yeah, I was with my brother. Um, and you know, at the time he was young, he was, he was a mosh kid, things like that. But Mm -hmm. like, there came a point where he was just like tired, where he just wanted to watch the show. So these, these two random kids kept like poking him, like trying to get him to mosh again, but he just didn't want to do it, but Uh they kept like antagonizing him. So we were leaving the show. And as we're leaving, going to the parking lot, we're getting into the parking lot and those same kids are there. So as we as we go by them, one of them makes a smart remark under un, under their breath. And the thing is, my brother, my brother is like he he's not really a hothead, but Short like he'll fl- yeah, he'll flip that yeah. switch. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll flip that switch. So yeah, he said, "What'd you say?" And like the kid didn't say nothing. And then we go to walk away. He says something again, and then that was like that was it like my brother was like okay well now i have to drop this kid so oh, like god. and i there's not much i could do i'm in a freaking wheelchair so yeah like, you're just like oh god so like he's there he's with his the the kids with his boy so obviously it's a two-on-one situation <laughs> you're I just like, there. Oh, oh no i can't let that happen so like i, <laughs> oh, I grab god. one kid and like 
I put him in like a like a like a like a red rum hook deal. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah. But like he jerks himself <sighs> where the the chair falls to the ground and he's on top of me. Oh, and no. I look and like my brother's so concerned about me that he's not worried about the oh. guy that comes around him and puts a red rum on him. Oh, so it's like <laughs> it was a mess. But we had came me and my brother it was for a it was for a contest it was a music contest so we were supporting a band we, i was best friends at the time with a lot of the band members so yeah. we all came as like a caravan when one of our friends got wind of what happened oh, no. um they i thought they were coming next thing i know i look around the corner it's a whole freaking stampede of all oh, of God. our friends oh no the and, cowboy and, showed up and literally the singer of the bands got his switchblade out oh jesus oh no he's ready to go he's ready to go you're like i don't want to see someone get murdered yeah before thank god before they actually got to the parking lot the cops show up so the cop is interviewing one of the kids getting his information and the same singer with the knife goes right behind the cop points to the the kid with the knife and he's (laughs) like if i find out who you are you're a dead man Oh God! In front of, in the, front cop. of the cop. Oh. In front of the cop. Not smart. And I was just like, "We gotta get the hell out of here." Uh, but yeah, that was probably the one and only time like I had to scrap. <sighs> Leave it you know? to Philly. I I mean, the thing is, I I do I do stupid things. Like I don't realize my surrounding. So like I say yeah. a lot of stupid things to get under people's skin. One time, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I used to put together these local shows where it was a big show. I booked one of the hardcore bands, and I didn't. Re- I I I remembered the crowd that they brought wasn't a very nice crowd, Ugh. and they they were from rival towns. Oh, and God. what they would try to do would go to these towns and mosh so hard that they would get the show shut down because mm-hmm. it wasn't in their town. Yeah. So that's exactly what they tried to do. So I grabbed the mic in the middle of the set and I go, I don't know what you guys think, but this is not the place. And I named the venue of oh, their town. Oh, no, no. Name and no. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is not that place. So cut that shit out. And it was like literally a division where like these hardcore kids from that town wanted to kick my ass and then like mm-hmm. the kids from my town were like i can't believe you said that you're like oh god you just incited a riot at that point like well that's kind of what happened and the oh show got shut god. down <laughs> you tried at least like i tried i tried i, that... I severely effed up that that's why i always say that time of my life where i was putting together these shows was like the best and the absolute worst time yep. of my life i yeah i could i could believe that it's just i i've never been in a mosh pit thank god because i just don't it's tough for me because some of the bands and artists i've seen the only way you could see them was general admission pits which is like i get Mm -hmm. so it's like that's you deal with it but i'm also the kind of person that i don't like my personal space being invaded so That would be my worst nightmare. And I had somebody I used to work with who went to those kind of shows 
And he would tell me, it's like, oh, yeah, no. And he would, like, demonstrate what you would do. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you kick people in the face just for yeah. fun? Like, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? I'm like, okay, so needless to say, I will not be, um, if Spirit Box comes to town, I will not be any in anything other than a seat. Because I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> get into a fight. But um, it's, the, it's bad. the closest I feel like recently I have ever come close to fighting somebody because I can, I can put up with, I'm not going to say a lot, maybe a lot. I don't know. It depends on the situation, but there comes a point where it's like, you push me enough, then it's like, okay, like you're all bets are off at that point. Mm. It was at our one uh, local gay bar. It was in the middle of pride, unfortunately, or it was like the very first show at the venue that was for like pride. And <sighs> I don't want to call them out. I'm not going to say them by name, obviously, but it's just like, it, it is always funny to me how those shows because I go to shows at this place all the time and it's not always like the busiest but then right when it's pride everybody seems to show up all of a sudden so I'm like funny mm -hmm. how I never see you guys at any of these shows and now all of a sudden just because it's pride you guys decide to show up so it's like whatever so mom and I were going to the venue and we it was like a bigger show because it was like a pretty decent lineup and a lot of our friends were performing so it's like alright so we're gonna go and we kind of showed up late, which was already strike one, which kind of, I was in a bad mood about it already. So that was strike two. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't, we couldn't, um, we couldn't sit down because it's not a small, it's not a big place by any means. So if you don't get there early, you're kind of fucked at that point. And so we were mm -hmm. kind of in the back a little bit standing and I had my hands in my pockets because I was already overstimulated enough as it was. And you got people bumping into you left and right and it's just like it i'm just trying to see the there was no point in me trying to tip anybody at that point because i couldn't get to them anyway and there was this one girl who was with her friend i don't know who he was whatever she was kind of ahead of us because there were a couple of my friends that were um around us too and this girl just kept like pushing to the back towards the bar and then pushing in front of us to get ahead of us again and then pushing back and then go back and forth back and forth for like 20 fucking minutes and the more and more she bumped into me the more she was bumping into me each time she came and went and finally she the very last time she full-on like shoulder checks me and i had mm. had enough because she was already drunk as it was and she didn't know what the fuck she was doing and she's like oh my god i'm like so sorry i am like so sorry and i like whip my head around and i'm like are you fucking sorry like i was fully ready to fight her in the middle of this bar like i was fully ready to throw hands and wow. it was funny because a couple of my friends they had seen it too and they're like we're sick of her shit like she does this shit before we've seen her do it before whatever so we all made like a line across the like air like the floor area so it's like she never could make it back in front of us again and i think i kind of scared her because she never came back towards me again but it's just like stop moving and you're already ahead of me as it is and you just keep pushing ahead of me and it's making me mad but um yeah that that, that... no go no, ahead, no, go ahead. No, i was just gonna say that reminds me of like my old like going to work tour days um, oh the, yeah yeah because my dumbass would always go for some reason i thought it was always a good idea to go up front to the barricade uh, and that was always, oh it was it was always a bad idea it was always a bad idea oh, i don't yeah. know why i kept doing it and like I, I don't know if you ever heard of the band under oath 
Uh, sounds but, familiar. But they went on, and all these kids went absolutely ape shit. Oh, and that boy. was probably the one time I was like, I'm going to die in this pit. And that's I need to get craziest, out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest way to die. You know? Yeah. And I like, And it's like, I've had very large people, for some reason, they thought it was a good idea to crowd surf. And oh. by the time they get to the front, it's... It's you. the ship's coming down, baby. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, please don't kill me. I don't want to die like this. Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> it's, uh, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Like, And mom can't get mad at me for this because she's witnessed some of these things happen. So it's like <laughs> she was mad, too. So she has no room to talk. Um, I feel like you guys, especially your mom, because your mom's literally one of the sweetest people on the planet. It's like, <laughs> but like she has that she has that Switch. mode where yeah like she yep. probably has that mode where like it's like don't fuck around like, yeah you know? and, it, and it's so funny because she never like says that she's like a sweet person she always says like she's the bitch or whatever and yet everybody <laughs> around her is like okay well you have to get pushed that point like i don't really yeah. see it but um she always jokes that like she's our friends like security detail of like the shows and i was talking to one of my other friends a couple of days ago and i'm like the funny thing is everyone's worried about her they need to be worried about me because they don't see <laughs> me coming like i just come out of nowhere and it's just like get the fuck away from my friends please but um we haven't had anything physical happen yet so hopefully that um stays that way but if something were to happen i have a good amount of people that would back us up so i don't think we'd be uh blacklisted from the bars but <laughs> This is why I don't go out. I don't. Those <laughs> scenes just not my thing. Um, which is funny because this kind of goes into the next question. Uh, what's our go-to drink, alcohol and non-alcoholic? Um, I can cut that question in half rather easily because I don't drink at all. Mm. Um, I just never have liked the taste of alcohol. I just thought it tastes like shit. Um, mm. I never wanted to figure out how I acted. So or I act dumb enough as it is sober. I'm not entirely sure how I would be drunk. Um, and I don't want to have those like moments of just like, I don't, I don't want to lose periods of time where it's like, I have no idea what just happened or I have no idea what happened for the last like 12 hours. And, and now all of a sudden you come out of it. It's like, I never really thought that was fun. Um, Non-alcoholic. I mean, usually I'm drinking like, I drink a lot of water. I mean, I used to drink a lot less. Usually it was a lot more soda, but I try to be decent about it. But um, if it's not water, it's like Coke. That's usually my go to soda um eh, i guess i could like tea sometimes depending on mm -hmm. the, the mood uh bubble tea also it's kind of like my one of my vices um but yeah usually it's like coke or water honestly i'm not a very <laughs> i'm a very boring person when it comes to drinks honestly <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sort of similar to you it's like it's not i don't i, I guess i'm to the point where i don't voluntarily drink like mm -hmm. I, I never was a big drinker i had like my block of let's get completely wasted blackout yeah. and then i had that i had that quick it was a quick phase and then i was done with it um and then gradually like i haven't been drinking at all because it's like after two or three beers i'm i'm pretty Ow. tired like yeah. i want to take a nap you know yeah. you know and so it's like i don't really drink but uh like uh I used to it's a it's a very simple drink it's a very simple cocktail for people who don't drink uh very often because it's it's kind of sweet it yeah. masks the it masks the alcohol it's called a it's called a Washington apple ah. it's basically 
It's basically Crown Royal whiskey, mm-hmm. um, cranberry juice, and uh, sour apple pucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's like it's a super sweet drink. It's almost like a juice, but yeah. it has the it has the Crown Royal in it, so you can get it kind of stronger if you wanted to. But like I said, it's an easy, simple for people who don't usually drink, don't want that sort of alcohol taste. You yeah. know, that's what's that's what's something I I always recommend to people, you know, to get them to <sighs> kind of so they can feel like they're drinking a cocktail. And they're not out of yeah. the loop there, you know, and they're not secluded. Um, I always hear like those sweet drinks are like dangerous because it's like you don't taste the alcohol and it's like that's a good way to like not only five that, but, yeah, not only that, but the the sugar, the sugar. Yeah, 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 that's but... what gets you. The, the sugar is is what and the sugar honestly is what brings on the hangovers yeah um yeah. there's know, a lot so of sugar and alcohol from what i've been i've been yeah. told anyway, oh yeah but. oh yeah oh yeah so like that or like a like a long island iced tea that would yeah. be my that'd be my i'm super simple when it comes to that uh non-alcoholic i've uh, for some reason this sounds weird but walmart brand sparkling water flavored sparkling water Hmm. um the walmart brand because i was always into it because it's it's basically soda it tastes like soda but it has it's no calories no sugar Hmm. no carbs it's completely zero everything but it has that sweetness of like a soda you know and it has obviously the carbonation so it's like but it's i've only had I've had a bunch of other sparkling waters and they all taste like flat TV static. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody who actually can drink tonic water by itself, I think are psychotic. Yeah. Like I could, I, I physically like gag, but for some reason, the Walmart brand sparkling water, the flavored fruit flavored sparkling Mm. water, especially the strawberry. I can, I like I, I get those. Yeah, I knocked those out. No problem. It's it's so good. And like I said, it's basically drinking like soda with without all the bad parts, except for the artificial sweetener. Yeah, that's what gets you every time. Unfortunately, yep. it's 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 one of those things where something you're gonna get got by something, you know. Yeah, and it's also just like it, and that's like the tough thing because it's like when you you work out, it's that weird mix of like. I try to work, obviously I try to work out at least three to four times a week, but then it's like, I kind of have to work on like, at least throughout the week, keeping the diet under control. And then obviously on the weekend, you can kind of like, you know, pop off a little bit, but it's like, you just have to get into the habit of not eating like shit all the time. Like mm-hmm. you just can't afford it. Cause it's just like, you can work out all you want, but you go home and eat like shit. And it's just like, you're not, you're just wasting your time. But, uh, that's what I'm working on in the process of, but you know, <laughs> it's a process unfortunately but uh yeah yeah it's uh not too crazy when it comes to drinks unfortunately (laughs) hopefully we didn't underwhelm him with those answers but who knows um do we have a favorite author favorite author (sighs) um it's tough because it's like i don't I don't read as much as I probably should. Again, it's mm-hmm. just I have the time, and if I have the time, I'd rather be playing video games or something. My book choices are more like I don't really read like any of the you know young adult novels or like the 
whatevers. It's always like something branded. Like there's, it's usually a Star Wars book or it's like a history book again about Greek mythology, like Norse mythology, like those kind of things. So there never is really like one specific author that I've read their books, I guess. Um, like I said, I need to look at the, because I have a whole like two shelves worth of books in my on my one bookshelf in my apartment right now. I just haven't read a lot of them. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing, but uh, they're there. I have them. It's just a whole, it's just a mishmash of just stuff and things. <laughs> uh man yeah i'm i'm not a big reader myself like you know i'm um yeah the last like reading consumption i did was uh was actually an audiobook um it was one of anthony bourdain's uh, mm. audiobooks Those count. Uh, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a big i'm a big bourdain guy i yeah i guess you could say he's like one of my idols um just because like he was he's like joe cool you know but oh, yeah. he never he never like was like too cool to hang out with like the regular guy on the street yeah. you know he was he was a he he ran the kitchen on you know a high class you know fine dining establishment in the middle of new york city yeah. but was like you know let's go get a burger at this joint you know mm. and, you know so he that's kind of like i always wanted to bring that sort of like anthony bourdain flair like if i was ever to do something on camera with yeah. like wrestling i've always wanted to give it that artistic sort of anthony bourdain flair where like focus on the wrestling but let's also talk to the wrestlers and sort of like a humane level almost like what we're doing right now instead of yeah. talking about wrestling it's more getting to know that person yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like I've always wanted to do that sort of digital content concept of of like giving it an artistic flair, giving it sort of like a like an alternative sort of almost punk rock sort of yeah. Like you remember the old skateboarding videos that used to come out where yeah. it was just, where where it was just dudes skating, chilling, yeah. some crazy music in the background. You know, and it was just like it was grainy. It was like not like professionally shot. It was raw, you know, sort yeah. something like that. So like I've always wanted to do that, take that concept and apply it to like wrestling, you know, like yeah. wrestling content. So you That'd know, cool. so yeah, but yeah, going back to the question, uh, it was one of Anthony Bourdain's audiobooks. Hey, nice. I now you got me thinking i'm trying to remember what was the last thing i listened to. no i could have actually listened to something um i feel like the last thing hmm, i feel like i listened to in its entirety was an audiobook of like poetry that halsey had written a couple of years ago um okay i had listened to that and then i feel like the last thing i at least attempted to physically read was probably on the flight to Florida when my parents went. We went to uh, Galaxy's Edge and Disney in Florida last December, and I think I brought my Skyrim book with me, which is so nerdy. <laughs> but it was literally like, um, I think what it was is because I think it came in like three volumes, and I think the first one was like the history or whatever, and it was pretty. I think it pretty much took 
the books that you could collect and read in Skyrim and put it into an actual book to read. Um, mm. So I was reading that stuff and I, it was a little fascinating, but it kind of didn't really help that I only got about an hour and a half worth of the uh, reading. But I'm kind of that person, I feel like it works with video games too. I don't know if you're the same or it's like, all right, I'm going to read through or play this entire thing and then I'll move on to something else. And then something happens and it's like, ah, well, no, I'll actually just start this too. And mm -hmm. oh, maybe I'll start this too. And then it's like you have three unfinished like games or three unfinished books or whatever. But uh, yeah. one of these days I'll actually start reading the books I have on my bookshelf. I just, you know, <laughs> maybe make it a nightly habit. Who knows? But definitely not tonight. I hear you um whew, another tough one what's our favorite comfort food oh boy Eesh. that's tough because um it sounds so cliche but like my mom and i are both like foodies so we always try to like find different places in the city um it's a lot easier now living here because you don't have to make like a special trip up here um mm -hmm. damn mm. It's going to sound so, like, obvious and just, like, it's an easy question, but I feel like it's pretty much anything my mom makes because she, like, loves to cook, so you can kind of, like, tell that through her food. Um, she makes really good chicken marsala. Mm. Italian. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Italians. Like, we, 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 love, uh, we love chicken marsala. Um, I do, anyway. She, unfortunately, can't eat mushrooms. Um, she likes them. They don't like her, so um, uh. I get to take all the mushrooms, so I'm not going to complain about that. Um... She makes really good, like, beef vegetable soup. Um, with this, honestly, as cold as it's been lately, I could probably use some. But, unfortunately, she's not here and I do not have the ingredients. But, um... And then I feel like... She makes this, like, Toll House, like, chocolate chip cookie pie that's, like, probably my favorite dessert that she makes. So, uh... Jesus! It's great. Like I said, <laughs> if you would ever come over, she would probably put on like a full core, like four course, like meal. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's not even an exaggeration. Like she loves to cook. She loves to host people. Like we have friends over all the time and she always wants to make like several things all at once. And that's just how she is. She's a host and entertainer. So I let her do her thing because she doesn't get to cook <laughs> a lot. She doesn't get to cook a whole lot during the week when she's home. So when she comes here, I'm just like, have at it. Go for it. I'm not gonna tell you no. That's crazy. I got I gotta I gotta try some of your mom's cooking. See, I'll have her bring some stuff if we meet in Philly for WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh I think if for me, comfort food, I'm I mean, I'll eat anything, to be yeah. honest with you, because I'm fatty. So <laughs> I'll eat anything. But if like if I had to pick something. Probably what I, I what I had for dinner last night. We already talked about it. Uh, a Moe's Homewrecker burrito. Oh yeah, I heard uh, like you were dying after that one, dude. The size of this burrito that I got yesterday, even for me, I was just like, "This is a monstrosity." Did <laughs> I gosh. did I eat the whole thing in one sitting? Yeah, I did because I hate hey. myself. Hey, okay. that's, impre <laughs> hey, that's, Im that's impressive. That's impressive. Like, this I thing. It was literally the size of one of those foam Nerf footballs. That's huge. Jesus. It was huge. It was ridiculous. And I ate it all. And Damn. afterwards, I, I asked myself, was it worth Why? it? And y yes, it was. Hey, you it know what? As long, as long as you think it's worth it, right? Like, it was that, totally worth it. That's impressive because I can barely eat a quarter of a plate of like hibachi when we go out. So I feel <laughs> like the, that would be, yeah. I mean, certain foods, I feel like if I was hungry enough, I could, like, destroy an entire thing. But 
it depends on the food i guess but yeah that's that's impressive I, i'm gonna have to look that up when we're done here and see like <laughs> to scale size of what that is but, for you it would definitely take you like you would probably not even get halfway done to and save the rest for the next day actually let me just look this up while we're here right now because might as well just the moe's home wrecker burrito with steak Ooh, i paid extra steak. for the steak okay you know i need the i need the steak all the all and literally all the fixings except for olives i can't stand olives. i don't like olives no okay well hey um see they make it look so small on their website i'm like that doesn't oh, look no. that big this, this thing was re- i i wish i took a oh pic- holy holy shit i just saw a picture of a goddamn like <laughs> wait they actually have a grande oh, oh this was grande oh that was the grande oh wow that that's like two burritos and one pretty much i wish i took a picture Damn. of this monstrosity that is insane like just the picture they have online is insane to me good god ne- next next time i have it i'm definitely sending you a picture yeah please do i mean <laughs> if i'm like if the picture i'm seeing is what you ate that is very impressive god damn <laughs> yeah i could probably do maybe half of that if i'm like starving um damn and all i had was like a salad and some steak tonight that was all i <laughs> had but i needed something quick because i got home late from the gym so i had to like hurry up and like eat something real quick and I'm hungry now, but it's too late, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's what we get for talking about food at 11 o'clock at night, but hey, it happens. Uh, all right, so we got two questions left. We're almost there. Um, again, Mike's hitting us with these hard questions. Um, if you could go back in time and change one thing about your past, what would it be? Uh, why is he hitting us with the existential ones? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, um go ahead yeah i want to hear yours first oh god um i can't really say like it would be very easy for me to be like oh just come out sooner than you actually did because i just don't think that was physically possible because um the city or the it's not even the city the town i grew up in that would not have been a good idea um for obvious reasons i feel like I actually feel like the one thing I would go back and change would be to go to therapy sooner than I actually did. Um, I feel like the first time I went to therapy, like my therapist now was definitely not my therapist back then. Um, my old therapist was great though, too. It was just a little easier, uh, when I was back home, but I feel like, unfortunately, I think I thought of therapy as like the last resort and Mm. I had pretty much hit rock bottom like mentally when I finally was just like I need to do something or something's going to happen like not good so I feel like this time around when I went back to therapy around I think it was a it's been over a year at this point I think it was like a year in or last September um I it, one of those I like vividly remember for some reason I remember that my best friend um her and i worked together for about a year and a half until she got like a new job but she was kind of like going through some some shit and she had went to therapy and she was like telling me all these things of like how much it was helping and blah 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 and i'm kind of i kind of was like starting to notice some like red flags 
start to show up a little bit. It wasn't like I was in a fully depressive episode. It was just, I was noticing like certain bad habits coming back up and like bubbling back up to the surface. And so I'm like, you know what? You're working on yourself. I feel like kind of, again, we're like super close. So I'm like, I feel like it really wouldn't be fair for you to be putting all this work in and me being like, oh yeah, that's great. I'm not going to do the same because I just don't mm. want to. So I'm like, no, I should probably go back just as like a proactive decision to kind of get ahead of the problem. So it didn't turn into what it did when I initially went to therapy the first time. So I feel like that first time, I think unfortunately it was i think that stigma of just like okay well if you go to therapy then it's just like that's only for like the really 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 mentally like just like destroyed people mm -hmm. when in reality i was in that situation i just you know you have rose colored glasses on at the time you're like yeah no that's not me i'm not that bad until a specific instance where i'm like yeah no i am that bad i kind of need to do something about this so i feel like if i would have just I guess swallowed my pride and been like, all right, let me just like talk to somebody that's not in this situation now. I need like an unbiased point of view. Um, I feel like I would have been a lot better off than I I was at the time. So um yeah, I feel like that was definitely the one thing I would go back and change because I feel like that could have helped a lot of uh other problems that I would have changed. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I would go back and tell myself that it's not a bad thing and it's not like you're not a bit like a worse off person or you're not like a terrible person for wanting to help yourself like mm -hmm. i feel like therapy is the best thing you could do for yourself so um yeah i probably would go back and do that a lot sooner than i did yeah um that's that's big um i think for me i probably i probably if i can go back i probably would have taken not necessarily high school more serious, but, but mm -hmm. like even, even going to community college, like using that as a, as a stepping stone yeah. to, to develop a career, I think I would have taken college a little bit more seriously and, and yeah. tr tried to do the best that I could because fact of the matter is now I'm in a situation, you know, I'm going to be 38 in a couple weeks you know, and yeah, I'm disabled. That doesn't mean I can't make something out of myself. So it's like, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like, even though, like, like I said, I'm only going to be 38. That's not high. You, you just never know with the way time works, uh, what's yeah. going to happen. So it's like, there's a constant fear of like, the walls are closing in mm -hmm. and your ability uh, to, to not just be a person that lived and then did nothing, you yeah. know, that, that, that time, that window is closing. So it's just like, I wish I can go back and, you know, when I decided to go to school, I wish I took it more seriously. So that way now I'd be set up with a career. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that works because like at the time you you do something like you pick a major in college and you're like oh yeah this is gonna be like this is what's gonna happen this is what i'm gonna do five to ten years from now and that is absolutely not the case um it is college in and of itself is a little bit of a scam in a way mm -hmm. where it's oh like, yeah i always thought the same thing it, it it's like you take the room and board out of it and all you need to do is like pay for the course credits you 
cut your debt probably in like half three quarters of the way but um i i remember having kind of a similar like existential crisis kind of moment i had graduated college in 2018 and obviously of course you know the pandemic didn't really help things at all and mm. i had went to school for sport management so i was like all right i'm gonna like work for one of like the teams in pittsburgh i'm gonna like do this i'm gonna do that this is like what's going to happen like nothing's gonna change my mind about it and i just wasn't finding like a thing i wasn't finding like the job that would like work for me and mm. i remember finally having this existential crisis moment of I actually don't want to work in sports at all. I'd rather just enjoy it because I don't want it to turn into, okay, well, if it ends up being a terrible job, I don't want to hate the thing that I've like grown up on my entire life, which was sports. Mm -hmm. And so I remember having this full on just breakdown in front of my mom where it's like, I feel like I wasted my time. I feel like I wasted your guys's money. Like I just, I fucked up. Like I was just like losing it. And she's like, okay well first off you didn't waste your time you didn't waste my, our money like you met friends that you still are friends with today there it's like you didn't waste your time like it's not sometimes it just doesn't work out that way and i was who was i talking to i think i was talking to one of my friends who kind of had a similar situation where it's like this is definitely not where i would have expected to be i wouldn't have expected to work in a field that is absolutely not anywhere close to what i went to school for but it's like i enjoy it it's not like i dread getting up every morning going to work um it's just weird how funny and it's just funny how life works because it's like you think you have an idea of yeah this is exactly what's going to happen in five to ten years and this is nothing else is going to change my mind and then it finally just hits you of like oh okay well life clearly didn't have the same uh plan but uh sometimes it just works out that way it's just you don't uh i think that's just kind of the whole scam of college too where it's like you feel like tied to whatever you went to school for like yeah. if, if i don't get a job in the field i went to school for then my like college degree is worthless or something and it's just like it's really not but it's easier said than done to have that kind of a coming to terms with it i guess because i feel like as long as you're just like happy and just enjoying what you're doing and not like having a terrible time then i guess it's not really a waste after all but uh it's kind of tough in that moment to kind of get that through your head because you just are like okay well um now what do i do but it's also that weird moment of like if i would go back and like switch my degree i wouldn't know what to go to school for honestly i feel like at the yeah. time that was just like well that's all i'm like not good at but it's just like well that's something i think i would enjoy and i mean it was fun learning about it like getting to learn the behind the scenes of like sports and whatever but uh in a way i think it actually did work out for the best because at least it showed me that like hey maybe this actually wasn't what you wanted to do and it's like and that's okay yeah yeah totally you know it, that's just life you know sometimes yeah. sometimes you realize the the path that you're on is the not the path that you want to be on yeah you know so you just gotta adjust and always make yourself happy yeah and sometimes the path you want to be on isn't the path that you're supposed to be on that, yeah that's true that's true that's very true because i was like honestly you think i would have learned even going out like into college i was like <laughs> like going through high school i'm like i'm going to the university of pittsburgh like that's it i'm not going anywhere else like that's where i want to be because it's in the city and then i went there and i'm like 
oh, this is not actually what I think I would like after all. And then I found a school that was like 45 minutes outside of the city. And I mean, granted, it was in like rural PA, which is like you said, fields and grass and whatever. But it was a good fit for me at the time. And it probably probably was a good thing that I went there. But uh, yeah, it's just a weird like, okay, well, that's not exactly how I wanted it to go. And then you kind of just have to come to terms with the fact that um, you don't always get what you want or you kind of just life just steers you in a way of like no this is actually what you're supposed to be doing stop trying to fight it and uh who knows sometimes it actually works out believe it or not exactly <sighs> see you knew we were gonna get like this on this, on this episode <laughs> very like philosophical here um all right so we're down to the final question it's a very all serious right. question <laughs> waffles or pancakes oh brother I know. um i know he's he's giving us the hard he was giving us all the hard questions today like he really yeah. put us through the ringer um ah, damn what do you got i feel like i would want to say waffles if it's done correctly because nothing's worse than like a dry like waffle right it's terrible so i feel like just if i mean granted i've had terrible pancakes too but i think you can it would take a lot to mess up a pancake but yeah it's hard to fuck up a pancake yeah and i I like pancakes. i mean i like both but i feel like i usually tend to go more towards pancakes i think because they're fluffier they're not as like mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm gonna crack my teeth on some of them right um, i feel like chocolate chip pancakes also taste better than chocolate chip waffles i don't know if it's just me mm-hmm. but i don't know yeah I'll, I'll say pancakes i like the fluffier kind of texture i guess yeah, I, you 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 named all the the reasons why I pick pancakes over waffles. It's just waffles can, like you said, the the texture of them. If you dry them out, they can they can be like hard and like yeah. the the ridges of the squares can catch the root of your mouth. And mm-hmm. I'm not down with that. But yeah. like, you, I mean, you can do it with waffles, but like pancakes with like the fruit topping yeah you know yeah that's that's top tier you or know like nutella or like you know those kind oh, of things buddy. Like, yeah yeah it's good oh my god i never have enough time to make those in the morning though it's usually like an egg no, omelet it's but... proce- yeah it's a process god uh, knows i have eggo waffles in my freezer right now but i'm just like <laughs> eh, those are more my mom's than mine i usually don't touch those but uh yeah no definitely i say pancakes for sure pancakes man that was a tough last one there and now i'm hungry and i have to go to bed <laughs> thanks mike appreciate it um oh, man. but now but we we made it that is the last of yeah. our first half of our questions first half that was only the first half there's yeah. a whole another half coming yeah. uh, and we're going to be recording that very soon. Definitely not tonight. It's about to be 1130 yeah. and Shay, Shay has work in the morning. So we have to get her off. But if you're listening to this first half, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're a new listener, hopefully you stick around for the other episodes. If you're a wrestling fan, don't worry. Um, after this second part of this Ask Us Anything episode, we will get back to the wrestling talk. Like we said, Royal Rumble is going to be coming up just very shortly, which starts the road to WrestleMania, the biggest time in uh, the world of professional wrestling. Also, there's this other company called AEW. And in the yeah, past, yeah, in the past uh, three and a half months that we've 
been on hiatus a lot of things are different yeah for aew and a lot of things to dive into um will be talked about but again if you're a new listener this is how it works basically the way we come up with topics to talk about the show is we leave that in your hands if there's something you want to talk about pertaining to professional wrestling just send us a tweet when we put out that tweet that we're looking for questions for the episode so the best thing to do is to follow us on twitter follow us on twitter the handle is at ringside rundown that's our twitter handle that's where you can get all the updates on the show um obviously tweets for questions and uh, we, we sprinkle in some other stuff pertaining to uh wrestling here and there so definitely give us a follow on the old twitter machine at ringside rundown and it's also the same handle if you want to follow us on instagram where you can get some cool pictures on your instagram feed to go along with the links to uh the show's episode so make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at ringside rundown uh this podcast is available all across the board on any podcast platform that you use to listen to all you have to do is search ringside rundown if you don't find it on your platform of choice don't worry just hit us up on social media uh let us know you use this platform you want to see if you can get a link to the show on there and we will provide you for that so it's available on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh pocket cast a whole bunch of different platforms so again you can find the ringside rundown on your platform of choice if not just hit us up on social media and we'll get the handle for you we'll give you a link to the podcast on the silver platter we still have it platter. we still have it it's still here it's still available for you if you need it uh if you want to follow me personally on twitter check out my daily musings on the world of professional wrestling just follow me at wrestling cron that's wrestling c-h-r-o-n shay where can they get in hold, uh, hold of you you can find me on Twitter at Shailene Hickson 21. Uh, I mean, if I'm not talking about wrestling, I'm probably talking about drag race. If I'm not talking about that, I'm probably talking about uh, sports or Star Wars. Star Wars <laughs> is a big one, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's a good time if you like to hear a multitude of different interests, I guess. Yeah, it's always a good time to follow Shay. She always has the best stuff on her Twitter feed, so definitely give her a follow. Check us out on those platforms. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it amongst your wrestling friends. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode. Also, part two is going to be coming out the same time as part one, so all you really have to do is if you want more uh, getting to know us, we have more questions in part two of this episode. It's episode 100 of the ringside rundown podcast for now we'll check you later guys you have a good night see you later guys